Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. No matter where you are around the world, we're happy you're joining us here on the Wrestling Inc. Podcast after Monday night, May 23rd episode of Monday Night Raw. I'm Justin Labar here to tell you this podcast brought to you by HelloFresh. Looking for a stress-free summer? HelloFresh sends you foolproof, step-by-step recipes and fresh pre-portioned ingredients to make mealtime a summer breeze. Get 16 free meals plus three gifts with code INC16. Go to HelloFresh.com slash INC16. I'm Justin LaVar here alongside a, a different trio for our Monday nights, but it's going to be a fun trio. We got the founder of Wrestling Inc. Over 25 years, Raj Geary on the one side, and then on the other, we got the man who was a former WWE sports entertainment referee for more than 20 years. Up and down the road he went. He is the Greek sensation that is Jimmy Corderas. Gentlemen, how we doing? I'm good. How about yourself? I'm good. I- I'm doing I'm doing well as as well. And uh, it's funny, I was talking with Nick today, Nick Hausman, and uh, we were trying to come up with a cool name because when when I did it before with Justin and Jack, we were Triple J. And now he I'm going to give Nick the credit for this one. He said we can call tonight's double J.R. as long as people don't confuse it with, you know, double J and J.R. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that, that works for me. Double J.R. Okay, I can. Well, then on Wednesdays, you can join us. It's uh, just Jimmy and I. It's Double J. Ain't we great? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Guys, uh, we got uh, three hours of Raw tonight that we will go through. Some things to talk about, some headlines. Uh, It wasn't too much in the way of news. And actually, one of the biggest, I think, you know, news items is just more of a reminder, more of a uh, remembering. Uh, It was on this day, uh, May 23rd, sadly, uh, 23 years ago in Kansas City, Missouri, WWE doing their I believe it was over the edge pay-per-view. Uh, and that is the night that tragedy struck when Owen Hart uh, fell from the ceiling just ahead of his blue blazer entrance uh, and tragically passed away uh, not long after that fall. Uh, Jimmy, I want to turn to you. We all have Owen. You're all fans. We all have Owen Hart memories, but uh, you, this, this hits closer to home, not only having um, traveled and known Owen for many years, but you in fact were the referee that was set to referee his uh, upcoming match. And uh, Mm -hmm. I appreciate you be willing to share any memories, any thoughts, anything in the memory of the late great Owen Hart. Yeah, that that is a tough memory because uh, I was scheduled to referee that match and I was actually in the ring at the time of the tragedy. And, uh, um, uh, you know, I've talked about that to no end, but I want to talk about Owen, the person he was, when you talk about genuinely one of the nicest people in this industry, because, you know, there's been a lot of talk about, personalities uh throughout the wrestling business owen was one of the sweetest people you'll ever meet never wanting to hurt anybody uh, but the greatest possibly the greatest ribber of all time and i know people talk about his uh, ability to make everyone laugh and he definitely did i mean he he ribbed everybody including his own dad Stu, and uh, he ribbed vince he ribbed everyone it's it's, it's he no one was safe from Owen, but they were, you know, they're, they're, none of the ribs were har- harmful. Everything was harmless. Everything was meant to be funny and was funny. Did he rib you? Uh, yeah, he got me a couple of times, but the one that I remember the most is, uh, uh, I don't remember exactly where we were staying. We were at a hotel and we were all checked in and I get this call about three 30 in the morning in my room and saying it, hello, this is the front desk calling. And I said, yeah, what's wrong? They said, well, 
we have an issue with your credit card. You have to come down and, and, and clear this because your card has been declined. I said, can't we deal with this in the morning when I check out? And so, no, this has to be dealt with right away. And, you know, so I'm, you know, get out of bed and I'm like, you know, all fuzzy eyed and everything. And I, you know, making my way down to the front desk and hi, I'm here to discuss about my credit card. And I'm, they said, I'm sorry, you are who? And I told them I'm Cordaris and I'm in room, blah, blah, blah. And, and I just got a call saying that my credit card, I got, you know, in the front desk, is telling me, well, I have nothing here about that, <laughs> you know? And so, and I, of course I find out the next day it was Owen who was uh, um, playing one of his practical jokes. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Raj. yeah. But, but, but getting, get, getting Vince, the, the most infamous one, of course, was uh, the, um, the day of the hog pen match between Hunter Hearst Helmsley and uh, uh, Henry Godwin. They were scheduled to have, I want to say it was Kansas city. And, and uh, you know, they delivered the, the animals that were supposed to be in the hog pen. Right. And Owen happened to be at the loading area when the guy showed up and said, so where would you like us to, uh, to, to uh, you know, put the animals in there well follow me and of course everybody's at the production meeting now so nobody's in you know nobody's in he escorts all the pigs into vince's office so now there's <laughs> kind of like everybody's kind of hovering around there to see what happens after the production meeting vince walks into his office he's not in there for five seconds he walks out the door right away screams owen he knew, <laughs> it's like he knew right away who it was amazing that's awesome <laughs> You kind, of, you, you kind of think that, like, if you have if Owen's, you know, at that time he is Owen's a full time uh, competitor. This is that's, that's like what, like ninety five. He's a full time mm -hmm. competitor. Uh, he's known to be the the jokester he is. You almost think somebody, Pat Patterson, Briscoe, uh, whoever's around at the Pritchard, somebody and Vince near Vince has to like be mindful to say, you know, if we have a bunch of farm animals being delivered, we probably <laughs> need to make sure that you know somebody's away and not Owen. To, well, to do something like well, he was at the building early, and I think they didn't expect him to be there that That's early. Awesome. And you know, and other things like you know, in in the the room that they deemed, uh, you know, because Vince's office, Pat would be in there all the time, and that sort of stuff. He took. Do you remember the Halliburton briefcases, the metal briefcases? Yeah, yeah. He took Pat's briefcase. I don't know how he got it up there, but he tied it up to one of the uh, the pipes up in the ceiling and stuff like that, and you know. <laughs> Pat had to go find a ladder and kind of get it down and stuff, but Jeez. wow. Well, Jimmy, that's thanks for, I mean, that's all. Awesome. Everybody loves hearing uh, Owen rib stories. Mm -hmm. uh, Raj, I mean, you know, it's been a lot of celebration this month of 25 years of wrestling Inc. So this, <clears throat> you know, this, this Owen's passing would have been in the early days of, of wrestling Inc. And what a bizarre, tragic story to cover uh, from, from a media side. Yeah, I mean that that one always uh, you know hit really hard, and I, I didn't know Owen like like Jimmy did, um, but um, you know the things I had always heard, uh, and I was I was still new, um, you know, with the site and everything, but you know I've, I've been doing some interviews, and and anytime Owen's name came up, it was always positive, <clears throat> and um, yeah, that one just I mean that one really hurt when. Uh, that night, I remember, you know, we, we used to have pay-per-view parties back then. And, and you know, we're all just hoping, you know, for, for the best and that it would turn out okay. And the announcement when later in the pay-per-view when they, they made that announcement, it was just like, you know, uh, the, the life was sucked out of you. It was just like, oh, man, um, you know, why are we even still watching the show? This is just, insane, you know, 
so tragic. It's, uh, just felt so bad for you know all all the all the talent and and his family and uh, it was it's still to this day I'll never forget that night and you know I, I never watched that pay per view again but I remember that announcement like it was yesterday and and you know the how they cut you know you could tell they were stalling for time and and when you're watching it live you're like what what's going on here and just i just remember that like it was yesterday yeah i remember it was the first time that that uh in the series of updates that jim ross and jerry lawler were given it was the first time that i can recall on wwe television uh anybody with a microphone uttering the words this is not a storyline. This is not. I don't know what they said work, but I but I remember them, they 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 covered all the bases that this is not a scripted part of the show. Yeah. And up to that point, I mean, that's May of '99. WWE had never let anybody speak like that mm-hmm. um, that I that I could ever recall. And I watched pretty much everything through the '90s from WWE. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's uh, obviously it's always going to be a tragic one. But you know, yeah. you, you got to use people like Jimmy and people that knew him and had had memories that can constantly remind you of the positive and good that he did in the industry. So uh, of course, rest yeah. in peace yeah. as always. Yeah. Owen Hart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember back then that, that night you were just, you're just hoping it was some sick storyline, you know, like it, yeah. even though you knew it wasn't, you're just you're yeah. hoping that 1% chance mm-hmm. that it was just a demented storyline and, and, it, and it wasn't. Yeah. It's, it's so weird because uh, due to circumstances on, on what happened, I got, I, I was taken to the hospital to get checked out as well to make sure that I was okay because of, you know, uh, right. being so close to the situation and stuff like that. Uh, I still don't remember um, traveling from Kansas city to St. Louis to this day. It is just don't remember whether we drove, we flew, whatever, you know, I'm, I'm sure, I think it was a drive. Uh, um, John D'Amico, who was part of the production crew at that time. Uh, I believe he was the one who was with me at the hospital and afterwards. And uh, to this day, I still haven't asked them, how did we get to St. Louis? Wow. Jeez. Just woke up and you're there. It's all blocked out. Yeah. It's gone. And I remember going to the building the next day and, you know, meeting uh, people like JR and Vince and, and Taker was just like, you know, we talk about Taker being a locker room leader. He was definitely a leader that day. He, he was awesome. And um, yeah. Well, again, rest in peace. Always good to think of the positive uh, yeah. of the legacy that is Owen Hart. And, uh, and of course, over on AEW, they're, they're paying tribute to uh, continue with their mm-hmm. tournament that's going to uh, wrap up before this week is out at Double or Nothing. Mm-hmm. All right, very good. Uh, of course, we got the uh, live comments, uh, live chat going on. We appreciate everybody that's in the live chat watching us on uh, YouTube, on Twitch. And then, of course, if you're checking us out after the fact uh, on video in the archive on demand or if you're checking out the audio only, we appreciate it. Uh, again, as always, make sure you tweet any or all three of us let us know how you're consuming the podcast where in the world are you what time is it what are you doing how are we getting you through your day it's always good to see how we're connecting uh fellas let's talk about raw coming tonight Mm -hmm. from uh evansville indiana WWE did not mention evansville indiana by name once and uh, uniquely they actually in the graphic at the beginning the 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 floating graphic they just said ford center they 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 decided to list Mm -hmm. the venue and not even say i I, so i got me got me wondering is vince is is evansville indiana just not sound big enough for monday night raw or (laughs) i don't know it's a weird thing i noticed but that's where we're at tonight yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, you know, and it's funny the way you said it too. Is Evansville not a big enough uh, sounding name uh, or a name of a city for Monday Night Raw? And you know, it, it was everywhere got plugged hard back in the day. We are in mm-hmm. 
Podunk, Illinois, whatever, you know. Yeah. I don't, there, yeah. W- there was a time period where there was an edict, I thought, that was out internally in WWE that, that did say that if we are in certain markets, you're not going to say certain markets' names. Mm. Well, they do that now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this, this was clearly one of those edicts. I think there is a uh, – if you look on YouTube, there's a, a video of Michael Cole, like uh, – kind of acknowledging but like you know it was off off camera uh you know not a part of the show but he was saying something along the lines of oh are we acknowledging where we are tonight <laughs> you know, like nope we're not I'm like okay <laughs> that's funny uh noel burr give us a shout on facebook hey guys i'm watching in melbourne australia keep up the great work awesome huh. yeah thanks Noel. very cool very cool nice uh, well, we start out with uh, Evansville, Indiana, no matter where they're at. He's one of the biggest names they that is the rising star right now, and that is Riddle. He comes out mm-hmm. first. Uh, they've, of course, uh, rehashed and shown you what you missed on SmackDown, uh, which, you know, by the way, check out this video package if you didn't see SmackDown because it shows the Usos beating RK Bro for this title, tag title unification, but then it shows how it happened and Roman Reigns' involvement and the big beatdown after the fact by the bloodline and, 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 and Jimmy and Rush. I mean, Mm-hmm. unless they had a whole lot of paid actors some of them kids there were kids in tears there were people like distraught in the crowd watching this and these were shots that i saw happen live on friday in the crowd so mm-hmm. uh you know already setting the emotion that the crowd is invested in rk bro who just got left lane uh and so mm-hmm. riddle's going to kind of carry that emotion over he's going to come out and cut a promo he doesn't even doesn't even do all this you know normal normal stuff he's he's pretty uh wrecked and, and the whole thing of the promo is, he, is he's talking about how uh things have been tough on randy randy's been having a bad back lately it's been tough times and uh and and what happened friday makes it even tougher Mm -hmm. and he gets the entire arena to start chanting uh so that way randy can hear them so uh jimmy we'll start with you this was some real range by the otherwise uh you know high in the sky riddle (laughs) yeah it it was it was different and it was nice to see a different side to him i mean when he first came out there was a little bit of that smile there but once he got in the ring and once he got on the mic, uh, you, you saw that change. And you know what? I thought he 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 was uh, comfortable on the mic, presenting himself in that direction. And he did put Randy over huge in that thing. And and you know what? I could see him because of this. I could see him becoming a single superstar down the road. And obviously, when we saw the video package back, there were a lot of seeds planted as to where they may be going uh, heading in the future. But at the same time, I, I enjoyed this because, like I said, I saw a different side to to Riddle and he showed some range and he showed some emotion and I got invested in him. Raj, is Riddle on the right? Is Riddle a future major player in the singles in the singles division of WWE? Yeah, I think he'll he'll definitely be in that mix. Whether or not he's the guy or the top star in the company, I, I, I'm not. I don't know about that. But he, he, I mean, I think it's clear that they're heading towards Riddle and Roman Reigns. Uh, I'm assuming that'll probably be Money in the Bank. But uh, I'm I'm guessing they go with Roman and Riddle there, and then uh, Randy Orton after that. But I thought uh, I thought this was the best thing on the show. Um, you know, kind of started off hot. I thought Riddle did a, an amazing job with this promo. I thought it. Yeah, I thought it was the best thing. Raj, what do you think is going on here with Randy Orton, or is there anything? We, 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 I think we've talked and made mention in the past. You know, he's he's took more. We, we've even though him and uh, Riddle have been one of the hottest things in the last full twelve months, solid year. He's had these stretches of Raws that he doesn't appear. You know, and then of course in this day and age, we speculate we this been speculating you know, COVID or you know, whatever. Uh, and now they're going with this storyline of a bad back. Uh, like, what do you think? <clears throat> they're what do you think is going on here with Randy? 
Well, I mean, usually the weeks where he wasn't on Raw, he'd, he'd still be on SmackDown. It was like kind of like one or the other. Um, I think he's just getting a little a little time off. Um, you know, again, I, I'm, I'm guessing we'll see him back, uh, you know, after Money in the Bank. But I, I think it's I like when they do this with top stars, when, you know, they take him off TV for a little bit. It kind of freshens them up. It, it uh, extends their longe- longevity. And uh, I, I think it's a, a good move. And it, I'm, again, assuming after Hell in a the Cell, they're transitioning to Riddle versus Roman for now. All right. Well, we uh, so now that's going to segue us into the match as we're going to have Riddle teaming up with the Street Profits to go up against the Usos and Sami Zayn. They make a big production of getting the Usos out there. They get to cut a quick live promo and Gorilla uh, before walking through the curtain. Uh, Zayn kind of helps usher them out. And then as they are making their entrance on the staging area, Riddle leading the charge, uh, attacking them uh, just a few feet out of the curtain. Uh, So just a big brouhaha that is going to go on. That's that's going to take us into commercial break it's going to buy some more time with this um jimmy i love that because we don't often see that in WWE anymore so you know but when something is getting personal and emotional like this is i think this is an excellent move to have had the baby face especially a baby face again in riddle who a minute ago was in almost in tears is now Mm -hmm. so pissed that he's charging the stage yeah again showing a a range of emotion showing that he's legitimately pissed off at the Usos for what happened on Friday Night SmackDown. So it, it made perfect sense. And yes, everybody comes out and we see the big schmoz of agents and the producers and, and referees come out to try and break things up. But it just, uh, again, if he stayed in the ring and waited for them to come and kept doing the, come on guys, let's go. You know, we see that all the time. It, it, that's too pro wrestling. If you know what I mean, this felt like, it, 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 like when I talked about his promo getting me emotionally invested, when I saw him charge, that got me emotionally invested as well. Yeah. Uh, so this match is going to go off. This is going to be, again, this is going to eat up the first 35 minutes of the show between the, the promo, the, the, the schmas before the actual bell rings. Um, so we're going to get a, a, a very entertaining six man tag, as you would expect uh, with these six uh, or yes, with these uh, individuals involved. Uh, ultimately, though, it's going to come down to Riddle is going to start to find his inner Randy uh, and start do, uh, emulating Randy doing the DDT off the, the ropes and then into uh, and, you know getting down on the mat like the Viper does and hitting an RKO, uh, doing all this on Sami Zayn. Uh, this actually this actually then basically leads to the Usos just saying, ah, we'll live to fight another day. They walk off and leave Zayn all by himself. So uh, Riddle's going to get the win for his team and stand tall. Uh, so uh, immediately getting a little bit of a, a comeback here uh, from the Usos. Of course, the Usos still you know, part of the bloodline, still the unified tag champs. Raj, are, are the Usos, they've been around for over a decade. They've had many different kind of evolutions of their of their character, of their entrance, of their music. Are they in the conversation? I don't know how many tag times, how many times they won the tag titles. Are they in the conversation of some of the, of one of the greatest tag teams or are they not there yet? Oh, I think they are for sure. Um, yeah, b- between them, the New Day, uh, as far as the modern era of, of tag team wrestling, they're the two best, in my opinion, um, as far as WWE goes. So uh, absolutely, I think they're at the top as far as the great tag teams of, of this generation. So uh, for sure. Uh, have they have they even bothered to explain why Sami Zayn was allowed to come on Raw? Or is it just, it doesn't matter? Anymore? They were, The only wording that I called is that he is their liaison uh, from SmackDown, <laughs> but, but wouldn't a liaison be a Raw superstar? That would liaison so. like Los Lotharios were on a couple like a last week. Uh, this kind of seems like we're really 
kind of um, bending bending the lines as far as the uh, brand extension goes, which we, you know, usually in the past when we'd see it, uh, it's usually not too long before it ends up just uh, coming apart altogether. Yeah, it, it the the brand specific for the talent seems to the rules seems to have eased a little bit. It's almost like seeing uh, NFC teams uh, not on Fox on the weekend, right? Yeah, you, know, you know, AFC versus <clears throat> NFC. Kind of. Right. Fair enough. Yeah, at least before they used to try to explain it a little bit, where you were mm-hmm. allowed like three per quarter or whatever. That it was a little convoluted, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Damn it! Nobody's paying attention. I mean, like, no. I mean, I, I guess uh, you know who's keeping. Does Vince maybe wonder nobody's keeping score? Nobody's got a scorecard at home. I don't know. Right. Yeah, right. and ultimately it doesn't matter. I, th- I think Sammy Zayn is hilarious. Uh, him trying to jo- join the bloodline, I think, is just great stuff. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, yeah, I'm yeah, all him, for it. Just, him, da- yeah. him dancing uh, to the day one and mouthing it as they come out is <laughs> entertaining stuff. Yeah, tremendous. Uh, so the Usos uh, live to fight another day, and of course mm-hmm. Riddle waiting for his partner to return speaking of partner our next partner has a product that you need to be using literally every day it's called ag1 that's right athletic greens ag1 look if if, if you have a little problem and want some you know better gut health don't have a lot of time you want more energy uh optimize immune system uh maybe you hate taking pills and vitamins you wanted a supplement that actually tastes great and want to see what all the hype's about, well, they have something for you. It is AG1. And so you're asking, what is this stuff? What is AG1? Well, basically, it is one delicious scoop of AG1. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. Special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things are being touched on here, and it's pretty cool. I mean, it's lifestyle friendly, so uh, you know whether you're in the keto, whether you're vegan, dairy free, gluten free, uh, it'll it'll fit right in. It'll jive. Uh, it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, nothing like that. It's it, and it still tastes good. We we'll get to the taste too. Uh, supports better sleep quality and recovery. Supports mental clarity and alertness. Uh, it's 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 the one thing with the best things. Uh, Athletic Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product uh, iterations and third-party testing. Uh, price-wise, it's a, it's a great deal. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than maybe your cold brew that you're trying to trying to drum up here. Uh, it's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. It's literally investing in all-in-one nutritional insurance. Uh, it was created by the, their founder. He apparently had a ton of gut health problems, and the complications and the supplement routine to recover uh, cost them more than $100 a day. So he was like, no, and that's what inspired him to create Athletic Greens uh, after experiencing how difficult it was to create an optimal nutrition routine uh, of his own. Um, Athletic Greens, over 7,000 five-star reviews. Think about that. Over 7,000 five-star reviews recommended by professional athletes, trusted by many of the leading health experts. Uh, it's got a, uh, a great taste to it. Uh, it's not something that's going to you know make you you know, trying to brush your tongue with uh, sandpaper. Uh, so right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit Athletic Greens dot com slash inc again that's athleticgreens.com slash inc to take over take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance 
And I've been using yeah. Athletic Greens for gosh about a year now, and I, I, I take the the vitamin D. It's it's a it's a dropper. Um, I, I take that every day, and um, so so I in in our house we do uh, my wife and I we do intermittent fasting, and uh, so my first meal is lunch and the last one's dinner. And between the two, for a, for a long time, I we do smoothies. But you know, there's a ton of sugar in it. it. It was you know pretty unhealthy. And then we discovered Athletic Greens, and I switched to using an Athletic Greens shake um, in, in the afternoon. Uh, as Justin mentioned, it's one scoop in water, and that's it. And it, it's less than uh, you know very little sugars, and it's it's been perfect. Uh, uh, I've lost quite a bit of weight over the last year and a half. Uh, as part of this regimen and, and athletic greens has, has been a big part of that. Yeah. Uh, so it's definitely something to, to, to check out. And again, if you uh, athleticgreenscom slash INC, you're getting uh, quite the deal to try it all out uh, and get, you know, get in on that uh, little comment here from Duke J saying athletic greens is amazing. I use them. There you go. So, cool. um, so that's that. So thank you again to athletic greens for the support mm-hmm. of this podcast. Jumping back in to Monday Night Raw, somebody who, if you know, if, if start with one scoop and see if you can start looking like Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley comes out, the Almighty. Uh, he wants he wants his hands on Omos. Uh, MVP's out there on the mic, and ultimately it turns into the uh, the dealing of we're going to have a match tonight between Bobby Lashley and MVP. The winner is going to get to choose a stipulation between the next mm-hmm. match of Omos and Lashley. It's going to take place at Hell in a Cell. So that just kind of mm-hmm. sets up and tees up something we're going to get. Uh, in the third hour, uh, I think we'll, we'll just kind of touch on this once we get around to the match, but mm. gives you a little little look there. Uh, another promo coming here from Judgment Day. They're in the ring, and uh, all three of them are going to get their moment in the sun. Uh, they're doing some recruiting, fellas. Mm-hmm. They're doing some recruiting. Uh, come mm-hmm. join Judgment Day. Uh, uh, a more sophisticated message than Dark Order had, but still the same kind of vibe you get. Edge starts to rattle off some names, all people who he teased on social media this past week. He's been putting pictures up of, you know, getting getting the rumor mill going. He mentions Corey Graves. He mentions uh, Finn Balor. Uh, mentions all kinds of people. Ultimately, he lands on AJ Styles. Uh, AJ probably be safer, he says, standing side by side with Judgment Day than across from them. Before we get to the match, promo overall, Raj. I know you've been Judgment Day skeptical. So, mm-hmm. any better this week? <sighs> Not to me. Um, it, it, this, you know, I think Edge is always uh, he's one of the best at you know at uh, between in ring and with promos. I think Edge is one of the best, but something with this character just is not uh, is not vibing with me. It's just not clicking. Um, just the group in general. Um, I think it's I don't know if it's this the spooky aspect or or, or what, but uh, this I, I the promo did nothing for me. Jimmy uh, Edge says that he doesn't like uh, sheep who eat uh, who eat Cheetos and sit in cubicles. That's what he referred yeah. to the people yeah. in Evansville, Indiana, as. Uh, <laughs> where are you, as as Edge, somebody who wrote the forward to your book? I what know. Do you, what yeah. do you make of this dark side of your of your former friend? Well, I, I wouldn't call him a former friend, and I hate to sound uh, a little biased here, but I, I'm I'm a little intrigued at where this is going. I want to see where it really goes. I thought uh, Damian Priest's promo tonight was better than i expected it's 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 better than what i've heard from him before uh ria ripley you know ria was okay but as a trio the entrance i thought was really cool the only thing i didn't like though and what might have turned me off a little bit was from the entrance to when they finally got the speak the amount of time in between when they were going to video packages and going to a commercial and going and doing all that stuff in between that you know 
do the entrance, go to the ring, get to it. This whole do the intros in the entrances before going to a commercial break is something that doesn't work for me. It's always awkward. Yeah, and, and sorry, Raj, not to cut you off again, but maybe that's a little bit what's contributing to the your um, not buying into it because it's not flowing. <laughs> yeah, and if, if when you're there live and, and they do that, it's always really awkward because the wrestler is just standing in the ring for about mm-hmm. 10, 15 minutes. Um, so yeah, it, it, it always is awkward, but it's something mm-hmm. that I feel like they've really been doing it the past few years. I don't really recall them doing it that much back in the day. It no, feels like a newer production thing. Yeah, it, it is a TV format thing. They must be seeing some data uh, and have some analytics department that is telling them, you know, here's who your major acts are, and and and, and cliffhang people. You know, get, let them see the entrance and cliffhang them. Then they'll hold the audience to the next segment. I mean, I because yeah, I mean, you're right, Rosh. Your point. If you're there live, <laughs> you know, it is a, it is a you you're you're really screwed up and you're taking a guess of are they on commercial now are they not what's happening all you can do is kind of watch the commentators if you're smart enough to watch the commentators you you might be able to tell that they're on break or not but yeah it's not a very linear show it's like it's like you're it's like it's like if raw is a highway of what's going on there's just a ton of little exits and then jump back on the on-ramp and you know let's show you what happened again an hour ago it's a very weird formatted thing um, yeah and and to, to your point there uh justin yeah i get the cliffhanger thing and getting people going oh i can't wait to see this after the commercial but when they come back from commercial they go to a completely different video package it's not even yeah. they go right to the ring and we hear let's hear from the judgment day yeah yeah it's, I, I think kind of to justin's point it's probably something along those lines where they see the ratings go down don't drop off as much when the tops mm-hmm. when a, a big star goes to the ring and is just staying out there because mm-hmm. you know that's coming up and you're willing to not change the channel with all the video packages Mm -hmm. and stuff, knowing that it's there, but Mm -hmm. it is, it is really awkward when you're there, but clearly there's a, there's a reason why they do it. Yeah. Raj, you mentioned like, uh, like kind of, you had like a rhetorical question of like, when do they start doing this or couldn't remember? I first noticed it. um, I first noticed them really doing it with Daniel Bryan. However many years ago that was when Bryan was really like one, it might've been after he'd won the world title, but once Bryan was like cemented as a top guy, that's when I really noticed because it would always be with him. He, he'd be coming and they would cut to commercial. And like, I, they, they, like, like they really knew that he's going to hold the audience. Like, he's when I noticed. Maybe it's just I started paying attention. Maybe I cared about Brian. So the commercial it, it interrupted my cheering. I don't know. But that's when I noticed it. But maybe somebody else can. Yeah. So, but, but at least at least with Daniel Bryan during the commercial break, the live crowd could do three minutes of yes chance. <laughs> <That's right. true. laughs> That's true. That's no. That's that's very true. Yeah, a lot of times when you're there live, they just shut off the lights, so the person's mm-hmm. in the ring with the lights off while they they have a video playing on the screen. Yeah, let's yeah, let's turn the lights off. Now you can watch the community service video we did. You can watch mm-hmm. the best of highlights of what we just did at WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then we'll come back up and play the music and start getting ready again. Yeah. Uh, something inter- another interesting thing, real quick, in the recruitment effort that Edge said. Uh, he said if you're if you're in Judgment Day, you get to headbutt glass ceilings. I thought that was a very kind of like a little. If you're in our group, and because I'm Ed and Hall of Famer, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe bookings gonna be more friendly. Maybe you have more potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could kind of maybe, if you really wanted to dig deep in the interpretation of what it means, if you if there is a fourth member that gets added uh, to Judgment Day. So, very interesting stuff here. That's all leading into the tag match, which is a mixed tag of Damian Priest and Rhea Ripley up against Liv Morgan and AJ Styles. Uh, Liv had it won until Edge uh, putting Rhea's foot on the rope to save her, and then once again, kind of. Uh, helping pull Rhea's weight back to the ropes uh, so she could help uh, get a move on and get the pin on Liv. So ultimately, we're going to see 
Judgment Day get a win as they should. They can't be taking any losses right now. Uh, Jimmy, you're a little more optimistic to this. Uh, what, what do you see the future? Obviously, AJ Styles and Edge is, is what we're mm-hmm. building around. But, like, I mean, are we going to add more members? Is that actually a thing? Or, like, what, what do you really see coming out of this with these three mm-hmm. unique characters that are all in different points of their career? Right. I, I could see this group expanding, but I don't want to see it expand too much. Maybe a member, possibly two new members, but I'd rather keep it as tight as possible. Uh, the uh, the day and age of large groups, I don't know if it works as well today as it used to, uh, again, depending on the crowd and whether they get into them or not. But at the same time, uh, I don't know about big groups anymore. I, I'd like to see one more uh member of the judgment day and someone you wouldn't expect. They, they were, uh, apparently edge did recommend Harland a, a while ago, mm-hmm. um, who from NXT, which, which would have been interesting. Obviously he's mm-hmm. since been released. Champa has been mentioned. I, I think Champa could be an interesting, uh, member to the group. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, but yeah. Oh, sorry. I was going to say mm-hmm. if Champa is going to be, uh, added to the group, I, you just, I just wouldn't think that Ed would then say it in a promo that makes sense yeah <clears throat> yeah um uh delvin jones says uh they said they did say they did mention john cena <clears throat> uh, so can see him for they did mention cena that is true mm-hmm. i don't know so, you know everybody's always going to take their shot to try to get in the cena business uh obviously they took a mm-hmm. they, they called out cena you know, austin theory has been uh, making note that he'd love to defend the u.s title against john cena so you know again uh mm-hmm. a lot of stadium shows coming up uh, later this summer in a row uh, I know Cena's super busy, and he's he's yeah. he's hosting everything. He's voiceover in every commercial, uh, but certainly that would be big business, no matter what he does, whether it's Judgment Day, Austin Theory, um, Raj. Any 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 thoughts to John Cena being able to hop on a private jet and get to get to WWE somewhere? I mean, the, the fact that he wasn't able to do WrestleMania this year, um, I think, kind of just says a lot about his schedule. Clearly, he's uh, he's got a ton going on. I'm trying to think of what. Um, what movies he's got in the pipeline right now? I think. Uh, well, he's Peacemaker, right? So is he doing the, the series? They, that's done being filmed, so that, that all was released. Um, he's he's got a few other movies, but uh, yeah. What is um, what is it? What is it that he's hosting too? That had him at the Warner Media upfronts. Wipeout. That was a wipeout. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Which was, which was that? That was interesting. That. Really, John Cena was the and Shaq, of course, were the only wrestlers yeah. at at the upfronts. Yeah, right. when it's a, a you know, she just put Warner Shaq in the same ever. sentence as John Cena for her. Well, I know someone's gonna say, "Well, there was Shaq too." <laughs> but, yeah. Well, it, it's funny because you look at guys like John Cena and The Rock, who's got obviously a lot going on as well, and these guys being singled out as handpicked by the company to be the guys. Uh, Maybe there's a reason why, and we're finding out now why the, that reason is. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, <clears throat> they got a little something. Kid, kid, kid might be able to go some places. But then again, Edge was in Vikings, wasn't he? He was, yeah. Yeah. So hey, pot calling the kettle, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on uh, where Judgment Day is going to ultimately uh, evolve. But I imagine again with these major stadium shows coming, they will be big parts. Uh, of the attraction, just again having Hall of Famer and Edge as the leader that brings a lot of cachet in and of itself. <laughs> this next one's uh, again a random one to be uh, to have on a Raw, just this is kind of out of nowhere. But I'm all for them mixing things up, and why not? Uh, Jerry the King Lawler is in town, and he's going to do a King's Court 
Jerry is going to get, he is the investigative reporter that is going to get behind what is, what has got Veer Mahand all worked up ever since he started coming to Raw. I uh, finally came to Raw. What's, what's got them all, 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 all jazzed up. So Kings Court, uh, I was hoping maybe we'd see the social media Veer. Maybe he'd be in like a dapper suit or something as Raj has been wanting to see. But no, he's just out there still in his ring gear, different colored ring gear, but still out there. Uh, King tries to ask him, what, what is it that's, that, that's going to make you successful? And, and Veer doesn't like that, doesn't have anything to say. Uh, you know, trying to ask him these questions that his Veer just finds insulting. Uh, finally, uh, the King reverts to some bad jokes. Uh, <laughs> he reverts to bad jokes about how hairy Veer is. Uh, that gets uh, that gets Veer all worked up. Uh, Veer finally starts talking about the Mysterios and saying how Rey Mysterio is a legend, but he got too worried about <coughs> it, protecting his boy, and that made him weak. Uh, mm-hmm. And then it looked like Veer might have uh, get, been getting ready to make Jerry his next victim, but then he, uh, both Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio would come out and make the save and run off big Veer Mahan. Uh, Raj, we'll start with you. Uh, did this do Veer any favors or any progression at all? Uh, I would say no, <laughs> not, not at all. This, uh, you know, from the verbiage, you know, that they had, it just, it just, it was just very unnatural. Like the jokes that Lawler was making with the stuff that Veer had to say, it just, it just came across as very unnatural. And then you could tell Veer is, you know, he's still getting comfortable, uh, behind the mic. It, it, he, you know, he didn't really knock this one out of the park. So I thought this, uh, the segment was pretty bad. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know how my, I can expand on that. When you say he wasn't comfortable on the mic, that was that's an understatement. And and you know, I get it. You know, you're get you're handed what to say sometimes, and you and especially he just didn't look comfortable speaking at all. And maybe it's one of those situations that not everybody can cut a great promo. I mean, he looks impressive and that sort of stuff. But maybe maybe he does need a mouthpiece. Maybe uh, you can bring along someone to 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 be the, his spokesperson because uh unless he improves uh it's not gonna uh, tonight did him no favors like we said like you said Justin. yeah and, and so, so a couple things just to kind of further what you guys said uh this is the first time we're hearing him speak right and mm-hmm. and he's had an impressive physicality debut so far the first time we're hearing him speak and, and i don't i that, that baffled me that they would decide to do it in a live talk show setting uh, you know, they're lucky that this crowd wasn't real unruly. I mean, if they were in a Chicago or someplace, you know, who knows, who knows what they could have heckled him with. Uh, if you're going to have him start speaking, you know, put him in, put it in some pre-tapes, do it where you can have a couple takes to it. Why, why, why the need to do this out in the ring? And, and then, okay. So then, then, so then the counter would be, okay. Oh, we want to do it on the ring because we wanted to help further his crazy physicality. Well, that didn't happen. If anything, Jerry Lawler walked all over him. I mean, you know, Veer started to stalk at Jerry, which then prompted the mysterious to come. But I mean, Veer didn't. I mean, Veer barely put his hands on Jerry. I'm mm-hmm. not expecting him to bump Jerry like crazy because, but but I don't know. It just it, Veer just looked like he got punked out verbally, but getting you know allowing Jerry to get as much joke material in as he did. <laughs> just, right. Yeah. No. Um, that's that's very very uh, accurate. So yeah, I'm not the, the quality control in this one. I'm I don't I'm, I'm curious. And and I I get that it was a, basically a two on one attack with Ray and Dominic attack and him not leaving his feet or bumping or anything like that. You, uh, you know, staggering is selling, but at the same time, it, again, it did him no favors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I mean, obviously, they're still working towards the payoff of Ray. Uh, 
versus Veer, but um, yeah, this yeah. this definitely took took Veer, I think, a step backwards after he had been taking yeah. at least some steps forward mm-hmm. since the debut. All right, we got a little women's action here. Uh, we get Alexa Bliss versus uh, Nikki A.S.H. A couple things I want to <laughs> dive into here first. They they do a live promo with Alexa just behind the curtain and Gorilla, and mm-hmm. I don't know why I got a kick of this. They they do a whole promo. How's it feel to be back? And you know she's. She's in right mind. That therapy seemed to help her. St- doing the whole thing, Jimmy, standing there holding the lily doll. They make yeah. not one mention of the lily doll. It, again, it, it, there has to again to be the internal memo of nobody saying anything about the doll. Nobody acknowledges the doll. But damn it, carry the doll out there because mm-hmm. WWE Shop still got it for sale. Yeah, it, it's still it's still on our merch uh, catalog, so we got to get, get it in there somehow. Just, just hold it up and make sure it gets seen, but we won't mention it. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah. I, I, Raj, is that is that what it is? Is, it, is this a merch thing? Clearly, clearly, because <laughs> it, it doesn't really fit her character anymore. Because she's kind of back to being normal, so right. she's normal with a creepy doll. So yeah, I mean, clearly the the merch sales have a have a big effect on that, and it's smart. Mm-hmm. I get, I guess, what I get why they're doing it, right. but uh, it, it doesn't quite fit right now with what her character has turned back into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she goes up against Nikki A.S.H. who's out there with do drop. Of course, this is the first time we're seeing those ladies. Um, they they did not appear in Raw last week. Of course, if you, I'm sure you've heard by now, they were uh, the kind of the victims just by p- the process of things changing from the now famous uh, Sasha and Naomi w- uh, walkout. So um, seeing so that, so I, I say all that for the reason of very interested to see this match to see creatively just. What are they going to have Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop do? Uh, Nikki's going to lose uh, to Bliss. Bliss is going to hit the Twisted Bliss. Uh, and then, you know, Dewdrop just kind of looks frustrated on the outside. Look, you know, again, kind of, Nikki, what have you become? So it seems like we're going to mm-hmm. kind of maybe continue that. Uh, Jimmy, maybe Nikki drops a superhero and she goes back to being crazy Nikki Cross? Uh, I wouldn't mind that in the slightest because I think this uh, almost superhero thing is, again, it's run its course, in my opinion. I think it's it's one of those deals where, yeah, it's time to uh, move on. Well, if she goes back to crazy Nikki Cross, Raj, I, I think she would be more fitted to have a Lily doll. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> she and they could they can make that the angle. She steals Lily and wow. and uh, gets her gets her magical powers. What if she uh, gets a dewdrop doll? Yeah, does like a little yeah. voodoo little voodoo action, yeah. right? <laughs> Oh, we're Let's booking not give many ideas. We're booking the no. territory <laughs> yeah, and the merchandise oh, end of it. Take that back, cafe brother. <laughs> <laughs> booking the territory, and we got the the, the merch uh, figured out. This is right. There you go. Solved it all. Right we, do it, we do it all here. We do it all. We really do. <laughs> we really do. All right. Well, the entire night there's been a countdown clock, tick tock, tick tock, to witness Cody Rhodes. This has become a thing. Uh, it's it's again talking about analytics. Something's proven right. Uh, 10 o'clock, people want to see Cody Rhodes. And if you give him a clock to remind him, it's coming. So uh, two weeks in a row that, yeah. that it worked, uh, where mm-hmm. the, the third hour did not have the big drop that, that it usually does. And mm-hmm. uh, so it, it seems a little silly to do it every week <laughs> with only Cody. <laughs> but uh, it, if it's working, you know, why why stop if it's, yeah. if it's, if it's working? It, it it's it's his gimmick i guess that's the, it, it, for lack of a better term and yes it seems to be working because the crowd is buying into cody right now he is he, he's getting that reaction that i think he's more over now than he has been you know in a long long time 
as long as the countdown clock doesn't start becoming part of the entrance, like they should like the final ten or twenty seconds before his music hits. Because then, then Jericho, mm. then you're, then Jericho's gonna be pissed. Because then you're taken away from, mm-hmm. you know, then Jericho's still back over there in Jacksonville. And he's like, what the hell? Come on. Yeah. All right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so the countdown clock ticks down. We're gonna see Cody Rhodes versus The Miz. Um, obviously they you know talk to Seth Rollins over the night. Rollins is mad mm-hmm. that he's you know people used to sing along to a song. Now they're just chaining Cody. Mm-hmm. Uh, so pretty, uh, you know, back and forth between Cody Rhodes and the Miz. Good match here. The obvious Seth Rollins interference, um, mm-hmm. but a pretty good inter- You know, he interferes and then really gives it uh, to Cody. I mean, just rams his knee into the steps, uh, and then Cody pulled a little Bret Hart action. Cody on his way to the ring had took off his his weight belt and gave it to this kid in the front row. Mm-hmm. Rollins goes back to this kid and rips the belt from him, <laughs> and only needs one whips. Cody in the back, and boy, did it look and it sound and look good. Leaves Cody just laying there, uh, but just, then the awesome just hero shot of Cody just laying there, looking beat. The welts already, you know, bubbling up on his back, mm-hmm. and as he just stumbles and crawls and ekes his way out of the ringside area with the people chanting his name, he gets the belt back to the kid in the front row. I mean, it, I mean, this guy, this guy's just. I mean, he's he's on babyface cloud nine right now, Raj. Yeah, that's like a, it's like the old '90s babyface pre Uncle Steve Austin. You know, like we mm-hmm. where you're nice to the kids and you know uh, telling people the to... Bret Hart. Yeah, before Hart. before Stone Cold, yeah. the babyface was Bret Hart. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Ken Cody, he was he was great at it. I thought he was really good in this. Um, you know, again, I, I wish they didn't repeat matches so often on Raw when there's no storyline reason to repeat it because they just did Cody versus The Miz a couple weeks ago. Um, but that being said, it, it I thought it all worked and and it, it was it, it was an entertaining match and and the ending was you know it it did build build more in anticipation to his match with Rollins. So it it accomplished what it was set out to do. Jimmy, there's a countdown clock to when you see Cody have a match on Raw each episode now. What is your countdown clock for when is Cody going to be a world champion in WWE? See, that's the big question. I hope they don't rush it. And, and you know, obviously, the talked about match at possibly next year's WrestleMania, as people are hoping that it ends up being Roman versus Rock. But if you're going to have a match of that magnitude, does it have to be for the uh, unified championship? I don't think it does. Uh I think you can drag it out as long as Survivor Series because somewhere down the line, I, the way that they've presented this where Cody is looking to win the championship to honor his late great father, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, he has to accomplish that goal somewhere down the line. But you again, you run the risk. When is the right time for it? I think if you think around maybe Survivor Series or even the Royal Rumble time, that way, you know, you can set up the rock versus Roman reigns at WrestleMania at survivors, not at survivor series at Royal rumble, where that's where the title matches with, with Roman and Cody. And, you know, that's where rock kind of, uh, makes an appearance. Yeah. So to speak for the, for the rumble. Well, I'm, you know, I'm glad you laid it out that way because yeah, when you start to try to map it out as it stands now, if you kind of look at it, you're like, all right, you know, um, Obviously, it's not happening at Hell in a Cell. You know, you have yeah. you know money in the bank. You know, you look start looking at your big stadium shows. It's like, all right, if Cody versus Roman, that's a, I mean, that's a huge thing you could do given if if Cody's trajectory stays. You know, and like we talked about earlier, it looks like Riddle would be the first one up here for Roman. So money in the bank. Then after that, Randy, maybe right at mm-hmm. SummerSlam. 
Then you got Joe in Wales. And I think it's pretty much four on conclusion. That's gonna be that's gonna be Drew. Drew. Yeah. Now you then go into the territory between that one before you get to Survivor Series. They announced it tonight. They are doing Crown Jewel November fifth in Saudi. Mm-hmm. But that's a show where I don't think you do a co- you know you don't do Cody Roman to a Saudi audience for a paid show. That's where they can literally they can pull out any any Hall of Famer or any legend I think mm-hmm. to be a, a big attraction or or that the legend could be a big, a big attraction. And Roman could just have a match against you know just maybe somebody in the mid card they want to give just a little rub being in the same ring with Roman. So then yeah, I think you look at Survivor Series or you start looking at Rumble. Uh, that's all on the assumption that we remain with one world title. If they break out and go back to having two world champions, all bets are off. Cody could be champion by August, mm-hmm. but it, you know, yeah, it feels like they, they haven't really decided on what they're doing on that front at all. I mean, uh, he's still Roman's still carrying the two belts, but there has been no hint at uh, splitting those up or Roman defending one and, and not the other. Uh, and now they got the Usos uh, becoming a unified tag team champion. So, uh who knows where they're going with that but yeah if they did you know split the titles back up that i think cody would be the natural to uh win one of those yeah i just i guess my thing is i'm curious like you know it just that's the plan that that, that or that's the timeline i i wonder like if, if the timeline is that if a survivor series or rumble is the earliest it could possibly be like do you risk waiting too long right now cody is hot mm-hmm. He is mm-hmm. the hot, he's the new hot thing, uh, the big you know the big jump from AEW. But a lot can happen in the next six months, whether it be other people start to overtake that spot, or Cody gets a loop around the country and the fans have seen him and it does it die down a little bit. Like so, I'm just you know I'm wondering is that is that waiting too long for this kind of special attraction you have in him right now? I don't know. And especially right now with Survivor Series, it's still brand versus brand, so they don't have a title match usually at Survivor, or they haven't, you know, mm-hmm. for for a while now. Right. So if they, assuming they keep that format, then that's realistically taking you to the Rumble, or yeah. Day One, or the Rumble. I, I know they they keep trying oh, to make Day One, day one a, a, a big show. Well, to to Justin's point about possibly you know splitting the titles back up again, maybe at Survivor Series, you know, that's where they do end up doing it. Where Cody challenges him for the the Raw title, which is the WWE Championship, to bring it back to mm-hmm. to the Raw brand or something like that. I don't know. Just again, just thinking of po- possibilities. That's all. Yeah, and title matches would help Survivor Series because it it feels mm-hmm. uh, very pointless right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if and then again, another thing to think about is that if Cody, if let's say Cody wins Money in the Bank, uh, then you open up all kinds of booking possibilities because at the at, the, at that point he could, you know. Yeah. You, you would think his style would be he'd do the upfront, I'm calling my shot, calling my day. Uh, he's not going to necessarily do the sneak attack route, but who knows? Yeah, especially the way they're building him now, you know, <clears throat> doing it in honor of his father. I think that's the only way he should be able to do it. He, he, he can't sneak his way in, let's put it that way. Roman hasn't defended yeah. the title yet on TV, right? Just, just house shows. Correct. Yeah, I so, believe you're right. Yeah, yeah that's good. That's, kind of weird that they unified the title but also roman is you know which i mean I, i'm i'm good with roman wrestling list i think it makes his appearances mean that much more and his matches mean that much mm-hmm. more but uh to go from two world titles to one and that one title is rarely defended mm-hmm. uh it's just a interesting booking choice yeah and, and jimmy and jimmy you're right if this whole thing isn't a quest to kind of fulfill something continue to work for, of his father and legacy you're right he can't you know 
Dusty Rhodes' daddy. He don't sneak attack nobody. Right. Yeah, he can't. Uh, he can't cash in after him. At Roman has a match or something like that. And uh, just to give a little shout out though, uh, uh, that I think I noticed. Uh, maybe it was. Uh, maybe I was hallucinating there. But before Cody put the the figure four on on uh, Miz tonight, did he not woo? Mm-hmm. He did. He did. Okay. I, just making sure I heard right. That's all. He did woo. Yeah, can't can't go to the pay window if the people don't know you're fighting for the title. <laughs> yeah, you, you got to go out there feeling funky like a monkey. Baby. Funky like a monkey. Mm-hmm. Sweet Sapphire going to be in his corner. Yes. All right. Moving on. Chad Gable yeah. versus. <laughs> <laughs> we can start to get off the rails if we didn't. Move yeah. yeah. Uh, Chad Gable versus Ezekiel. Kevin Owens sitting ringside. He refuses to do com- refuses to do commentary because there's too much lying going on in commentary. Uh, so uh, this is a referee special. So thank God we got the referee on the panel here. So uh, Otis gets his uh, gets his involvement and, mm-hmm. and ref uh, uh, Zapata or what do we call him, Jimmy Spider? Spider. Spider gets mm-hmm. a big old "You're out of here" to Otis, right. and then he almost catches red-handed. Kevin Owens getting mm-hmm. ready in the act. And oh, Kevin, you're out of here. Right. And just as they're getting thrown out of there, that gives perfect opening for Ezekiel to roll up Chad Gable and then go sell, yeah. uh, celebrate with all of the Ezekiel fans in the yeah. crowd. The uh, dreaded roll up. <laughs> the dreaded yeah. roll up. Yes. Uh, so Ezekiel wins, and then Kevin only gets gets on the mic because he's so sick of it. He doesn't care what his name is. Uh, uh, this has to end, and so he challenges him to, challenges him to a match at. Hell in a cell. Uh, Jimmy, uh, I, I go I go to you first for how the, the referee spots all went in this. Did you like this? Uh, it just, you know, I'm, I'm very, um, I, when you do showcase the referee, he has to look like he's doing his job in a, you know, yes, I get it. This is sports entertainment, but at the same time, uh, referees need to look like they're doing their job in, in a true fashion. I, you know what I mean? I, I think, over-exaggerating stuff is too much, but at the same time, you're told sometimes to do that. Make the motion big so the people in the back can see you. But when you're on TV, it's a little bit different because those big motions show up more on television. So if it was a house show, I would have been fine with his, his, the reactions. But on TV, I think they don't need to be as big. Did you, in your career, uh, when you are in WWE, did you have, I'm sure, you th- I'm sure you threw out dozens of guys mm-hmm. over your time. Did you have two different, throwing out like did you have a house show real big throwing out motion and did you have a more contained tv one well the tv one was more reserved i will put it that way and and at house shows depending on who i was in the ring with you know if it was someone who was cool with it i we would have a little more fun with it uh especially you know we talked about owen earlier in the show if you're with owen you're doing the whole hey you're doing you're doing jumping jacks as you throw them out oh my goodness you're you're having a blast but again on tv it has to look more authentic for lack of a better term what is vince does vince have any kind of rules to the referees about throwing out about about motions and announcements of it or does he have any specifications um he usually leaves it up to others to speak for him if he has it if he has an issue with the way you did it, once you get back to Gorilla, the glasses come down and you get they come here, buddy. And you get the talkie to there. Gotcha. Yeah. Raj, uh, Ezekiel gets a win. We're finally gonna get Kevin Owens versus Ezekiel. <laughs> I know you're I know you're just thirsty for it. <laughs> <laughs> I look, I think uh Kevin Owens has been great with this. Um 
this whole thing has been better than I expected. Again, you know, repeating the same match that you just did. Uh, I think they did it last week, right? They had, mm -hmm. it was a gate last week or the week before, but you know, uh, I, I wish they did something different, you know, whether it's Otis versus Ezekiel this week, but outside of that, I, I find these segments really entertaining. I do too, but I will, I will have to admit, and I was a big fan of this when it started. It, we're getting to a point and it's starting to be like, they stumbled upon a, they like they stumbled upon a, some a little bit of magic like they somebody in the writers room suggested we're gonna have Elias shave his beard and start dressing you know showing off more of his physique and he's gonna come out and he's gonna be the 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 the, the younger brother and it hit people popped it seems like it's popping the boys so it, they're running with it now it's starting to feel like they're telling the same joke over and over and it's starting to not be funny anymore like they're they're so. I don't know what to I don't know what to what to expect to come out of this KO versus Ezekiel match, other than it being a good match. I don't know where the story goes, but I hope they find I hope I hope they tell me a new a new portion of the joke is what I'm getting at. There, yeah, totally agree. <laughs> um, all right, up next, Bobby Lashley versus MVP again, as we mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, if uh, the winner gets to pick the stipulation of the match between Omas and Bobby Lashley, and um, mm -hmm. this one here. Uh, you know, it ends up being a count out. Lashley gets counted out. Omas actually hits Lashley, but the ref doesn't see that portion. Mm -hmm. So Lashley gets counted out. So MVP wins. And they didn't say anything there uh, on air. And uh, but I but I did notice that Joseph Boza uh, commented earlier that they reveal on Raw Talk it's going to be a two on one handicap match. Huh? Lashley versus the both of them. So there you go. That's what the match is going to be. Uh, but uh, at this point, uh, uh, Jimmy. Um, again, I'll. I'll, I'll, I'll divert to you on the how the, the mechanics of how the finish went because that's very tricky because if the ref mm -hmm. just happens to see omas hit him that should be a dq and now we've mm -hmm. totally botched the finish did right. you like the finish did, did you like the booking decision uh where are you uh, at with, where's your temperature at with omas uh i i think i think it was a little uh, uh discombobulated a little bit i don't know i i think they could have come up with a better way to to you know distract uh the referee so he doesn't see uh, Omas do the interference. Uh, uh, you know, it's a, it seems to be a an industry wide problem lately on distracting referees and, and doing it. And it, I think they're trying to do it too differently. But at the same time, they're trying to be um, it, it, this whole "Hey, look over here" thing just isn't working anymore. You got to be a little more creative in how you distract your referees. And I don't think they were creative enough tonight. Do they need to get creative or you said industry wide? Is it, do they need to get creative or do they need to get back to basics? Because I, I mean, I've been present for your referee seminars mm -hmm. and I always kind of think that while your seminars are very intelligent, like I, there's things that I've took Thank from you. them that I never will ever forget. And I've even passed on to other wrestlers just to be mindful mm -hmm. of. I still would say that you at the core, you're a back to basics guy. You're, you're keep it yeah. simple. Yeah. Keeping it simple is something as easy as turning to Omas and saying, hey, you stay there. And as MVP moves in, you, you turn him back. But a lot of times um, people are confusing, especially on television, which is hard because you, you you tend to work the horseshoe, as they call it, for the hard camera. Mm -hmm. You don't want to cross in front mm -hmm. of the hard camera and or anything like that. But at the same time, you have to position yourself in a way where it doesn't look like you're purposely turning away and trying to look away. If you If you position yourself in the right way, all you have to do is a quarter turn. And guess what? The person doing the interfering is is blind. You're blind to them. It's yeah. it's all a matter of positioning and knowing when it's going to happen and where you should be positioned at that time. And sometimes, I'm sorry, uh, handheld camera guy ringside, I may be stepping in your way. Raj, uh, two on one. 
uh, I mean, if, if Omos doesn't walk away looking tall in a two-on-one situation at pay-per-view or, or premium live event, I mean, that's, I mean, this has got to be another one where we watch where it's like if they still have any faith in Omos, he's got to be protected, right? Yeah, you would think so. I mean, but you could always do Lashley beating MVP. It kind of protects Omos as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, almost now since MVP does hope, hold a, a win over Lashley, I could actually kind of see them going that route. Because, you know, when we're talking about challengers this summer coming up, you got to put Lashley on that list. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if Brock's coming back, Brock and Lashley still have unfinished business. So Lashley is one of those guys you want to keep you want to keep strong. And mm-hmm. So I, I, I could definitely see him uh, winning the match by beating MVP. Yeah, that's uh, definitely, again, the the Omos project, one to, to continue to watch. Uh, Bernie in D.C. says, guys, getting a master class education from Jimmy tonight. <clears throat> so that's pretty nice of uh, Bernie there. Bernie also. Uh, Justin being a beast tonight, showing no signs of his rib bruising from the gore he got Saturday night. Mm. Yeah, got a gore from Rhino. Spit up blood all day yesterday. Also, I could be here so I could talk and do this thing. Uh, <laughs> you know, meanwhile, Jack's not here. I don't know what he's complaining about, but um, I'm just kidding. Jack will be back. We love you, Jack. Uh, yeah, if you tune into Fight TV this past Saturday, you, you saw a gore for the ages from Rhino. Wow. All right, we, we, we don't get, have footage of that. We, I, I probably by tomorrow, they didn't have it sent to me in time. Um, so I will be sure if, if it comes out, you can see. But the important note is, I took one for the team. Spencer Slade got the W over rhino my guy the latest labar guy to follow in a long line of success rhino was once upon a time a labar guy but i'm talking rj city wardlow now spencer slade gets a w over rhino so it all it all comes out uh it all comes out in the green on, on the profit line at the end of the day maybe we'll show footage wednesday night raj yeah sounds <laughs> <laughs> good oh, that'd be all cool. right <laughs> main event time uh oscar versus becky lynch uh, i do have to uh acknowledge uh michael martinez asking earlier what was up with becky's puffy shirt from seinfeld yeah she had a, a white <laughs> puffy shirt on in her promo in the backstage that resembled the puffy shirt from seinfeld it's a puffy know. shirt <laughs> <laughs> any more analysis so that's, just yeah. that. that's it it's a puffy shirt <laughs> all right uh well she changes the puffy shirt into ring gear uh this is a match again with some stakes to it that where if becky can get the win she gets to be added to the match between oscar and bianca belair bianca's out uh, also sitting at ringside uh keeping an eye on this one uh and once again kind of had to play with finishes and and and, and play with timing uh mm-hmm. they're outside and uh becky is on wobbly street she ends up falling into the lap of bianca and then oscar goes to kick becky Becky moves and Oscar just nails Bianca Belair, who Bianca sitting in this chair. So she, there is no real way to move, duck, dodge, or try to whatever. Mm-hmm. This kick just flush hits her in the face and she goes down. Um, that's then going to get the opening for Becky uh, to beat up on Oscar there. And ultimately, Oscar's um, now going to be wobbly. Becky gets in the ring. It looks like Oscar's going to be counted out, but we can't have that because we just had a count out in the match before. So Oscar slides in only to get rolled up awkwardly for Becky to get the victory. So Becky uh, does win uh, ultimately. So she's going to be added uh, to this match at Hell in a Cell um, uh, between uh, Beck, er, between Oscar and Bianca. Uh, Jimmy, main event uh, once again. Finish. What'd you yeah. like? What'd yeah. you not like? Uh, it just it just didn't flow. It, it wasn't smooth. It came off, you know, a little discombobulated, so to speak. And it just, you know, uh, the dreaded roll up once again uh, coming into play. I just, 
it seems to be an overused um, go-to, uh, you know, lately, uh, again, industry-wide, not just, not, not just WWE. There's, it's happening in a lot of places. It's just, you know, it, there's nothing wrong with getting distracted and getting hit with a finish every once in a while. You know, this roll up doesn't, it doesn't help or protect anybody. It doesn't, you know, oh, they got caught out of nowhere. It's, it, it's just, I don't know. Raj, yeah. we're, still, we're still coming off the audibles being called after the Sasha Naomi departure last week and what was going to be the six pack challenge, six pack challenge. Uh, do you like Becky being added to this? Um, well, again, uh, if you're, if you're starting to, you know, chart out what your title programs are going to be this summer, Becky versus Bianca seems like, that seems like a big match. Like that should be at SummerSlam. So I don't like her being added to this because I think it waters down their eventual singles match. But um, as far as this batch went, it just kind of seemed to fall apart there at the end. Um, you know, Asuka and, and Becky, I thought I had a really good match last week. But uh, this week, I don't know uh, what happened at the end, but it, it definitely kind of fell apart. But yeah, if, if it were me, I would not be putting Becky in this match just yet and get her a big singles match down the road. Well, I always wonder when they add people to title matches, making them triple threats, uh, is that their way because they they they, they want to protect somebody from not getting a pinfall? You know, obviously, triple threats allow you to do that, so I'm wondering if yeah. that's, you know... But who who do you protect in this in this instance? Well, I don't know, I, but I'm just exactly. saying there's, there's three yeah. of them, so one so one person can avoid being pinned. That's what I don't know. No, yeah. no, that's a, that's a very strong point. But at the same time, who in this uh, situation benefits from uh, having it in a, a three way and and get you know being spared getting pinned? Yeah, you know what I mean. I just I don't know. Yeah, <clears throat> the, the the women's booking in WWE has been hard to. I, I, it's been hard to predict, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's a good thing, and sometimes that's a you're you're just as lost yeah. as maybe they are. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that was Monday Night Raw tonight, guys, from uh, mm-hmm. from the Ford Center in the town that will not be spoken. That is Evansville, Indiana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, kind of. Yeah. A, a, it feels like you didn't really miss much if you missed this episode outside of the mm-hmm. the Riddle promo. I feel like that was kind of a a mm-hmm. bigger deal. But outside of that, it seemed pretty uh, pretty much in neutral. Yeah. Uh, so what do we got? We got one more Raw until Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm. I so believe so. Yeah. We'll we'll see. One more Raw, two more SmackDown. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, um, you know. Yeah, I guess kind of like, like you said, Raj. I guess I'm kind of watching to see next week. Riddle, does, you know, is, is is Orton back? Is he there mm-hmm. with Riddle? Um. But yeah. Not right. much. Not much. I mean, I, I it does. Hopefully, Veer's not in another talking segment next week. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 Definitely doesn't need to be on a microphone right now. No, yeah. no, no. Keep to the million dollar arm. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. stick with that. <clears throat> All right. Uh, we uh, that is that's tonight. That's Monday night again. If you are watching live, stayed up with us, d- depending on where you're at. We appreciate it. If you missed any of this, you can of course mm-hmm. go back, watch on demand on any of the channels. Yeah. You can listen on demand. Get it anywhere you like to get your podcast. Uh, please like, share, leave a comment on whatever platform you're on. Uh, not only is it great to have feedback and see what you guys are liking or not liking, mm-hmm. but to just share, tell a friend about it. Uh, really can do a lot of good. Uh, this podcast continues to grow. Really proud of it. So hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, tomorrow night, there's NXT uh, podcast on Tuesday night. Wednesday night, uh, Jimmy and I are back to talk AEW yep. Dynamite. I don't know what's going on Thursday. Friday's uh, SmackDown. <laughs> so there is stuff nonstop on the uh, Wrestling Inc. podcast feed. So make sure you're hitting subscribe so it just sends that little notification to you. I know all of you are busy, so just need that one quick reminder, and boom, it's right there. Uh, follow him at Jimmy Corderas. Follow him mm-hmm. at the 
Raj Geary. I'm at Justin Labar. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you guys next week here on Wrestling Inc.'s Monday Night Podcast. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.